check in with Arvon Palmer on this Friday morning. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. All right, let's talk about I know I don't want to talk about it. I know you don't want to talk about it, but after what we saw in Kelowna, I guess we got to talk about when is this bubble zone protest legislation coming? Uh, it better come soon. The government promised it for the fall session of the legislature. They considered just going the injunction route where a protest showed up. They'd get an injunction and stop it, but they said, no, uh, we're going to do this with legislation, create bubble zones around healthcare facilities, vaccination clinics, schools, so that anti-vaxxers will keep their distance. Um, well, the legislature was off this past week. It resumes Monday. There are two weeks left, eight days of sittings. Um, so uh, they better bring the legislation in on Monday if they're planning to get it done this fall. There's, of course, other things on the legislative agenda as well. Yeah, let's talk about some of those other things that are on the agenda because we're still talking about this whole freedom of information legislation. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> The debate on it is either grim or hilarious. I'm not really sure what to say about it, but it's been incredible. It's They are going through the NDP government's legislation, which will gut key aspects of the information law, clause by clause. That's how you pass legislation. But the minister, Lisa Baer, is... More often than not, I mean, his, her answers are beside the point or she won't even answer. I'll give you one example. When the legislation was brought in, Bear said, we have this on tape, fortunately, because her office is now denying she said it. Bear said she was recommending a new application fee. So just to apply for access to information, you'd have to pay a fee up front. And she said she was recommending a fee in the range of $25. So we get to that clause in the legislation during debate, and the opposition says, okay, is that what you're still recommending? A fee in the range of $25. She refused to discuss it. Absolutely refused to discuss it. Wouldn't even confirm, even though we have the recording, that she even said it. Why? You're going to love this. Am I? The or are you fee, being sarcastic? <laughs> the fee is not in the legislation. What the legislation does is create an opening for cabinet to bring in a fee. So the minister's defense is there's no fee in the legislation. We can't discuss that here because that won't happen until later. Okay, so, <laughs> so so pass the legislation and then we'll tell you what the fee is going to be down the road. So she refused to discuss it. There's a whole bunch of examples of that. I have to say, Simi, as an information minister for a government that's trying it's to creative. gut the information law, a minister who refuses to give you information might be the perfect front for the legislation. It's like a catch-22. It's like you're going to go around. I can't talk about that because it's not in the legislation, yep. but it's something you can do with the legislation. Yep. That's true. The other one that's just outrageous is the information commissioner, who is the independent watchdog on this, appointed by the legislature, wrote the minister a seven-page letter listing some of the things he liked, but also some of the things that are major, major concerns. So the minister was asked, have, have you um, like gotten back to him on this? Oh, well, I talked to him. Uh, you talked to him. Um, when? Well, before I tabled the legislation. Ah, have you written a letter back to him, responding point by point? Um, no, I haven't written to him. Will you? After the legislation passes. 
What? I mean, this is Alice in Wonderland world, right? This is, no, no, pass the legislation to the legislature, which is there to, to call the government to account. Pass the whole thing, put it into law, and then down the road we'll discuss this. She says the information commissioner is one of the first people she's going to call after the legislation is written into law and it's too late to do anything about it. I don't know, Vaughn, this is like bordering on Monty Python territory. But, uh, you know, as the Premier said, who cares? That's his view on it. And the way the government is blundering ahead on this, I would say that's the NDP policy. Nobody cares about this. They're just going to do it because it'll make it harder to hold them to account. And we know the struggle that a lot of our colleagues have had through the pandemic, trying to get information out of the government, that it's government policy. Make it harder to get the information. Don't make it easier. Okay, so there's that, and then there's other stuff we need to pay attention to. Like, what, what is this natural gas royalty story? Yeah, so we got a discussion paper this week. The government's putting on the fast track to bring in a new system of natural gas royalties. Uh, it's fast track. You've got a month to respond, and then they're going to change the royalty system in the new year. Um, it, it's designed to, to improve some serious problems in the royalty system, which is out of date, which is in inequitable, which has perverse incentives, but it's also an industry that's both central to provincial resource revenues. It's one of our major export uh, products. And of course, it's also bound up with climate change. So uh, I went through the paper this morning. It runs about 20 pages. And spoiler alert, it's complicated. The, The government is asking the public to help decide stuff that I would say even the experts have trouble figuring out What's the right way to balance all the different interests in royalties? So my guess is the government's just going to plunge ahead in the new year, and we'll find out later what the consequences are. Um, That sounds like the wrong way to go about it, (laughs) to just do it and then worry about it later? Well, yeah. I mean... The royalty system that we're in right now and a lot of the incentives, some of them were created by the last NDP government, and they did lead to a lot of natural gas exploration and development. But the industry's changed a lot since then, and we're a lot more worried about emissions and climate change. And First Nations have a bigger voice in development than they did. So when you put all that into the mix, you can see the argument, a panel of experts said it this fall, that the system is broken and we need a new system. I get that part. But I also think that we're headed into really uncharted territory on that, as we are with old growth logging, as we are with other sectors of the economy. This is a very ambitious activist government, but they're plunging ahead on a bunch of fronts that may have consequences for the investment climate in B.C. and jobs and economic development uh, for years to come. Province is in good shape right now, economically, especially compared to other provinces. But that can be eroded by a combination of bad policies, too, and the results of that may not be apparent for months, if not years, to come. I mean, you're right. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. They're t- tackling natural gas royalties at the same time that they're tackling a major rewrite of forest policy in this province. Those are two huge industries yep. for BC. And they shut down mink farming, which is small, but you wonder about other fur farming. And uh, the employers in the province are going to be saddled with the cost of sick pay. That's coming up fairly soon. They've already been stuck with what used to be covered by medical services plans. 
And again, look at the housing sector, all kinds of new taxes and regulation there. So far, hasn't seemed to me to affect affordability of housing, made it worse in some cases. So as I say, there's an awful lot of moving pieces here. I won't use my waterbed analogy again, Simi, because well, I realize I that, that dates me back to the <laughs> 1950s or whatever. But anyway, there you go. No, it dates you to the prime of the 1970s, because okay. that's when waterbeds were but so I popular. I want you to know, Simi, I never had a mullet, okay? Never. That, that, Don't but say I that, did Vaughn. wear bell bottoms, so it, there you go. Somebody out there will have a picture of Vaughn in a mullet, and I would really love to see it. <laughs> Send it to me. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye.